0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. That's Andrew Ellison. And today we are breaking down what's been a pretty good day on the recruiting trail for the Ohio State Buckeyes as the Buckeyes added 2023 commitment Lincoln Keenholtz, the four-star quarterback from South Dakota, who flipped from Washington uh, on Wednesday morning. But the Buckeyes also added five-star wide receiver Jeremiah Smith, who has just announced his commitment to Ohio State. And Andrew doesn't know that that's happening yet, so I wanted to kind of uh, give a little look into tricking him into this because that's who we're actually reacting to is the commitment of five-star wide receiver jeremiah smith the number one ranked receiver in the class of 2024 a guy who has been at the top of the brian hartline wish list for more than a year now chaminade madonna high school down in hollywood he is a six foot four 200 pound do everything do anything he wants to essentially wide receiver and it's hard to understate how important it is for Ohio State to wrap up this recruitment right now with Jeremiah Smith because him and Dylan Rayola, Andrew, when you have those two sort of serving as the Pied Pipers for the rest of that class of 2024, it does not get bigger than that.
1: Wow, you are uh, quite the trickster today. Um, <laughs> I usually don't like being tricked, but I'll take this. Uh, that's that's huge. Uh, we've been saying for a while that he's probably the best wide receiver in the country regardless of class and um, that's I mean that that we can't you can't say enough about that I mean it seems like Brian Hartline knows what he's doing I guess huh
0: yeah you know we've talked a little bit in the past on this show and others about how how Ohio State is somewhat recession proof when it comes to the program in general and how they've been able to withstand the the tides uh, of of college football over the last century and uh, though everything else seems to be speeding up and becoming somewhat difficult to navigate it does appear that Brian Hartline is almost recession proof as a recruiter when it comes to all of the NIL stuff, everything else that's going on, because these are players um, like Jeremiah Smith in the class of 2024, but like Brandon Ennis and Carnell Tate and Noah Rogers and and, and Bryson Rogers in the class of 2023 that are simply choosing that path because Brian Hartline's track record of development and what he's doing with his wide receivers is just that much better than everyone else.
1: Yeah. I mean, you pretty much said it. It's just, It's just, I mean, you just go back through the list of the last few classes and just the names, and it's real. I mean, it's quite frankly, it's really unlike anything I've ever seen in recruiting. And we've been, you know, following this for a long time now. I, I've just never seen anything like what Brian Hartline's doing on the trail, and that's, I I really don't even have anything else to say about it. It's just wild.
0: Yeah, obviously with Smith, uh, he's a player that first visited Ohio State almost two years ago. Uh, He's just finishing up his, his junior year. Uh, of high school. And he's a player that really heartline in Ohio state identified almost back in 2020 as a can't miss type wide receiver. He he is the size and speed combination that he has plus the NFL uh, bloodlines, his uncle, uh, is uh, Geno Smith, the quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, he's a player that has everything you want. And beyond just the physical tools, he is an absolute like nonstop competitive, hardworking dog on the field. He is the combination. I guess if I had to try to like make a player comp, and I I'd, I normally like to use Ohio State players, but I would almost combine Jerry Judy and Calvin Ridley into one player, maybe something along those lines. Uh, I think that that's you know two fellow South Florida guys who are uh, who played a big role in Jeremiah Smith's uh, early development and his his interest in playing the position. Ohio state fell short on Calvin Ridley and Jerry Judy. They are not falling short on Jeremiah Smith. And as you mentioned, this is a guy that's been leaning toward Ohio state for much of the last year plus, but there had been a lot of discussion about visiting other schools and seeing, uh, you know, a couple other places taking official visits in the spring before making an announcement. And I think ultimately what it came down to uh, today on Wednesday is that Brian Hartline was in South Florida today. I think he had a chance to stop in and see him and, um, I imagine it's just a, a matter of saying, what else do you need to see? He, he's not a kid that hasn't seen places. You know what I mean? Like he's been to all these campuses multiple times. His most recent trip was to Florida. Um, he's been to Miami a, a thousand times. He's been to Alabama. He's been to Georgia. He's been to Clemson. He's been everywhere. What else did he need to see? And I think, you know, a lot of that hesitation and reluctance, Andrew, was on the family side, wanting to make sure that he wasn't leaping too early um, but now here we are, you know, 10 days before Christmas and Brian Hartline gets probably the biggest uh, recruiting gift he he could ask for in the class of 2024.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he's had some tweets over the last several months or so that kind of led us to believe, you know, maybe something's going to happen. Then nothing really happened. Then he took other visits. I think we probably always felt all along it was going to be Ohio State. Obviously, I had absolutely no idea this was this was coming until five minutes ago. Um, but, I mean, that sucks for Miami. Gosh, they've been they've been trying on that one. They've been trying on Brandon Innes, and it, it's not happening. So I, that sucks for Mario Cristobal, but for Ohio State, it really doesn't get any bigger get any bigger than this.
0: Yeah. And the question will be, you know, where does Ohio State go in the class of 2024? How many receivers do they take? What number of receivers do they need to to go after? Who are the other top targets? Everything. It's always been sort of predicated on on waiting for Jeremiah Smith to make his announcement to make his decision, because now you can sort of backfill the class from there because he's the piece that you can't replace with someone else there there are a lot of very good receivers around the country there is one jeremiah smith and so you need that piece in in the middle with dylan rayola with ian morse so now you have the number one ranked player the number one ranked offensive tackle and the number one ranked wide receiver uh, all committed for ohio state in the class of 2024 that's a pretty darn good start to that cycle even though it's it's sort of been a slow burn um and now you can go out and look at other players like Mylon Graham in Indianapolis, who um, some recruiting networks have him as a top 35 player in the country. Uh, you, you have players like Jeremiah McClellan in St. Louis, who's another big guy. Jojo Trader, who is uh, the teammate of Jeremiah Smith down at Chaminade Madonna, who may be a defensive back at the next level. I think he wants to play wide receiver. Ohio State would love to have him as a wide receiver. It makes it easier now to impress upon Jojo trader what he can be as a five-star receiver in his own right alongside of jeremiah smith um you now obviously on the flip side of that it'll make it easier i guess for miami or others to say oh you you don't want to keep following in jeremiah's shadow but i don't think that's how these kids see it
1: right yeah no i mean you said it and we've talked about you know mylon graham and Tycer, denmark i know he committed to oregon just some of those other names that are out there and if you're an Ohio State fan, if you're not already expecting this, I think you just need to expect Ohio State to sign three or four of the best wide receivers every single class, as long as Brian Hartline exists and as long as Brian Hartline is in Columbus. Because, I mean, it's just, it's been four or five years in a row, four years in a row now. It seems like they're just getting, you look down the list of the top rated wide receivers every class and you see the little blocko next to their name as soon as they're off the board. And it's it's just something else here, honestly. And you know, the wide receiver stuff and the quarterback stuff all goes hand in hand too. So you know, props to Corey Day or Corey Dennis and Ryan Day too for what they're doing at the, at that position as well.
0: Yeah, if you go back what to 2019, Garrett Wilson was yeah. the number two ranked receiver in the country and a five star wide receiver. In 2020, Julian Fleming was a five star receiver, the number one ranked player in the country according to ESPN, uh, consensus five star. G Scott was a five star wide receiver. He's now playing tight end for Ohio State. Jackson Smith was a five star wide receiver. He'll be a first round pick uh, sometime next uh, spring. In the class of 2021, you had a Mecca who was a five star wide receiver and the number one ranked receiver in the country. Um, you had a Marvin Harrison, who is probably the best receiver on the planet in five years, according to most people who watch football. And right now, I think, regardless of Jalen Hyatt winning the, the Blitnikoff, the best receiver in the country in the, in the college level, you have in the class of 2023. With Brandon Ennis and Carnell Tate and Noah Rogers, who, depending on which network you look at, each of them are like ranked as the number one receiver in different spots, uh, or, or in the top two or three. Uh, and now you start the 24 class with Jeremiah Smith. It it, it really truly is remarkable, um, and it gives a little insight into why Ohio State must find a way to keep developing Brian Hartline and make sure that his career track and his career arc doesn't allow itself to get sideswiped by an opportunity that almost happened, like the Cincinnati job. Um, and, and so that does sort of put some onus on Ryan Day and Gene Smith's shoulders to make sure that Brian Hartline's career takes place in Columbus.
1: Yeah, and I'm interested to see what exactly his role is going to obviously he's gonna be working with receivers, but what exactly his title and his role is going to be, you know, coming up next season with the departure of Kevin Wilson and that kind of thing. But in addition to all those names that you mentioned, like he also has a knack for just finding guys early before they're ranking just skyrockets you know it happened with jackson smith and jigba who was god he might even have been a three-star when he committed i don't remember but he you know he shot up the national rankings after that keon Grays is another example so it's you know he's going and getting these big fish but he's also finding these other fish that grow into the five-star fish so i mean you just you can't say enough good things about what he's doing in columbus
0: yeah that really is the difference and it's not just that brian hartline is finding five-star receivers and getting the commit he's finding these guys when they're very uh early in their process and it, it, he's identifying them and building a relationship and, and they become his guys. And, it, it, you know, in some ways that may be a long-term negative for a program when the when the players are so dialed into one coach, but this is the new era of college football and that relationship. That's the guy that these players are going to be around all the time. So it, it doesn't seem like a, a detriment at this point for Ohio State, certainly. And I don't mean that it is in any way. I just mean that. You know, if Brian Hartline were to have taken that Cincinnati job, Ohio State could have been looking at at a three-man departure from the class of 2023 in the last three weeks. So instead, they're looking at the first edition in the class of 2024 as Hartline reaffirms his commitment to Ohio State, picks up a commitment from Jeremiah Smith, uh, who is, again, in my opinion, the best receiver in the country, regardless of class. If you look at his film, the size, the speed, the the way that he moves in and out of breaks, he is violent, but he has got extremely strong hands for a young a young player, uh, and he's getting bigger. Like this is a kid who's going to be a Julio Julio Jones type, AJ Green type of impact at the college level, and he will make it very early, regardless of who's in front of him.
1: Yeah, a lot of those guys we've seen come through the pipeline lately have been those like five eleven to six one ish type of guys, and I know obviously Marvin's a different breed when it comes to that, but. But yeah, I mean Jeremiah is just a different, just a different body when you look at him already for a kid that's that young. So it's just, I just can't wait to see what what Heartline's going to do with him once he uh, once he gets on campus.
0: Yeah, and that's a whole year from now. And so uh, yeah. you know, it, it, I guess it's fair to preface uh, the next year's worth of conversation by saying Jeremiah Smith is a wide receiver from South Florida, and you should expect that there will be twists and turns along the way. You should expect that his name will be linked to other schools. You should expect that he will visit other schools, but what you should not expect and what we have not seen from any of these players that have been linked to Brian Hartline over the last few years, despite rumors left and right and center about this guy's going to flip here. This guy's going to flip there. This, this, this player is looking at this school at the end of the day, until we see someone actually take one of Brian Hartline's receivers away from him, I don't think you should expect that that will happen. That doesn't mean there won't be drama. That doesn't mean there won't be intrigue. It doesn't mean there won't be um, conversation about Jeremiah Smith visiting other schools because, again, I I assume that will happen, and I think everyone else should too. But at the end of the day, he's making this decision now for a reason, and that's to help build the Ohio State 2024 class.
1: Yeah, I think when we see some of the early commitments from the state of Florida, the ones that sort of raise my concern level are the ones that sort of commit to Ohio State almost out of nowhere, like the – Sean Wade, obviously that one worked out, but like Bruce Judson, for example, but this is a kid that's been tied to Ohio state and tied to Brian Hartline for forever now. So I'm sure he'll take visits. He'll go on trips with his, uh, with his seven on seven team and all that stuff. But I really, uh, I don't really have any concerns moving forward on that one.
0: No, and, and Ohio State fans should not either. Uh, I appreciate Andrew taking time to help break down this commitment. It's a big one for Ohio State. Commitment number three in the class of 20, I'm sorry, commitment number four in the class of 2024 with Garrett Silver, who added uh, to the class three three weeks ago is Jeremiah Smith, the five-star wide receiver from Shamanad Madonna High School in Hollywood, Florida. He is a big-time, big-time prospect heading to Columbus and a player that Dylan Rayola will love throwing the ball to for the next three to four years of his life once they get on campus together. So, um, Andrew, thanks for joining us, everyone. Thanks for watching us on the podcast. Check over at ohiostate.rivals.com for more on the commitment of Jeremiah Smith and join myself and Andrew in the Horseshoe Lounge where we're talking about this commitment, the Lincoln Keenholes commitment, and anything else about Ohio State football recruiting. Thanks for watching.